This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to WNBF. A blighted vacant parcel in the heart of downtown Binghamton could soon be brought back to life if a former mayor's plans become reality. A restaurant featuring a beer garden is planned for the site at 138-140 Washington Street. The spot has been empty for decades after a New Year's Eve fire tore through the popular Royal Lounge and a neighboring adult bookstore. No one was hurt in the blaze that erupted on December 31, 1999. Former Mayor Richard David is proposing opening a new business in what would be a prefabricated two-story structure with about 2,000 square feet of space. He has advised city officials he wants to start construction as quickly as possible. David acquired the Washington Street site for $50,000 in July 2009, a few years before he took office as mayor. David was joined by Christopher Kazmersik and Michaela Fargnoli Tuesday at meetings of the Commission on Architecture and Urban Design and the City Planning Commission. Kazmersik and Fargnoli are expected to oversee day-to-day operations of the business. David said our timeline is pretty aggressive. He indicated he hoped the site work could begin within four to six weeks. He said the target date for opening is June. The former mayor said the business would be an open year-round operation, but he's looking forward to taking advantage of the warmer weather for outdoor seating. The first legal cannabis dispensary in the southern tier has no remaining obstacles to opening its doors in downtown Binghamton, New York this week. In a press release on Wednesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that what will be the first legal cannabis dispensary in New York outside of New York City has received local approval and can open downtown this week. The dispensary, operated by the owner of On Point Cannabis, Damian Cornwell, will be located at 75 Court Street, right in the heart of downtown Binghamton. In the press release, Cornwell stated with his local approval, Just Breathe is set to make history right here in Binghamton as the first licensed cannabis dispensary in all of upstate New York. We're excited for what this means for the community, downtown Binghamton's continued revitalization, and our local economy. Thanks to the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and the City of Binghamton for proactively laying the framework for this moment. A planning commission meeting was held in the Binghamton City Council Chambers, where the dispensary received its final approval to open. Mayor Cram stated Binghamton is leading the way on the illegal cannabis industry in New York State. By proactively updating local zoning laws and working with our New York State partners, the city has positioned itself to capitalize on the opportunity to attract good careers and new community investments while growing the industry in a responsible manner that benefits all residents. This new business is an exciting next step. In order to pave the way for opening the first cannabis dispensary in upstate New York, Binghamton began updating its zoning laws nearly a year ago to plan for future cannabis businesses. Workers are busy putting tons of steel in place for the $132 million addition to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. A 340-foot-tall crane is being used to lift the massive beams to assemble what will become a six-story clinical tower on the north side of the hospital. On Wednesday morning, several beams were hoisted simultaneously to the top of the rising structure. The giant crane is expected to remain at the construction site for another three months. The 183,000-square-foot addition will include a new emergency department and trauma center. There also will be 120 new private rooms, a recovery room, and a rooftop helipad. Sidewalks on the northeast end of Harrison Street and the northwest end of Baldwin Street near the construction site are closed. Pedestrians should use sidewalks on the opposite side of the street. State regulators approved the expansion project three years ago. A United Health Services spokesperson said a new two-bed trauma room opened on December 15th. A fully functional post-acute care unit is scheduled to become operational this Saturday. The new clinical tower is expected to be occupied by June 2024. 
Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, met yet again Wednesday with New York City prosecutors, who have spent years examining the former president's financial dealings. Cohen stopped briefly to talk with reporters as he entered the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He said it was the 15th time he had met with prosecutors. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently convened a new grand jury to hear evidence related to payments Cohen helped arrange in 2016 to two women who claimed to have had sexual encounters with Trump. Trump has said he did nothing wrong and that the investigation is politically motivated. The officer who pulled Tyree Nichols from his car before police fatally beat him never explained why he was being stopped, newly released documents show. Emerging reports from Memphis residents suggest that was commonplace. The Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission released documents Tuesday blasting the conduct of Demetrius Haley and four other officers as blatantly unprofessional. They include revelations that Haley took photographs of Nichols as he lay propped against a police car. Haley then sent the photos to other officers and a female acquaintance. The Memphis Police Department wrote in requesting that the five officers be stripped of the ability to work as police. With an eye toward the 2024 campaign, President Joe Biden is venturing to Florida. It's a state defined by its growing retiree population and status as the unofficial headquarters of the modern-day Republican Party. The president sees a chance to use Social Security and Medicare to drive a wedge between GOP lawmakers and their base of old voters who rely on these government programs for income and health insurance. Biden is trying to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election campaign announcement this spring. Leading Republican lawmakers insist that spending cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but enough prominent Republicans have broached the subject that Biden sees a political opportunity. And an owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage has become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one tall tree or another, but he has been stoking fears that he can't hunt and will starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Falco escaped on February 2nd. Since then, he has been spotted at various locations in the southeast section of the park. Zoo officials said last week that they were seeking to recapture Falco, but they have not issued any updates on their efforts since then. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain or freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. Hi, this is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing right now in every state and county across America. Despite having more than enough food available in this country, there are nearly 16 million kids, that's one in five children, struggling with hunger. They often don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And the worst part is, this has been going on for years. There's no excuse for it, and that's why Feeding America is doing its best to put an end to childhood hunger. As a nationwide network of food banks, Feeding America engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids and their families all across our nation. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. 
You can start by going to feedingamerica.org to learn more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. At Toshiba. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 6.13 on WNBF on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways, so it should be a nice clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, few clouds out there. Windchill has that 23 degrees. Today a chance of freezing rain before 7 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees, 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. 614, you're listening to WMBF. It feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Do you have... Six seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Phoenix Suns acquired 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, according to multiple reports. The outlets citing unnamed sources said the Suns added Durant to a starting lineup that already includes an All-Star backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, along with center DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix sent Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder for first-round picks and additional draft compensation to the Nets. The Suns also received forward T.J. Warren in the deal. A lot of moving and shaking with the Brooklyn Nets, this week especially. Earlier in the week, traded Kevin or Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Irving made his Mavericks debut yesterday, scored 24 points. And now today, trading Kevin Durant as well. It's interesting because the Nets are in a pretty comfortable playoff position right now. They're playing very well overall. I felt like he had a pretty good shot with Cam Thomas emerging in the wake of Kyrie Irving's departure. Kind of make up some of that scoring you're going to lose with Kyrie Irving. Now Kevin Durant on his way to Phoenix. That's actually where he wanted to go over the summer when Kyrie Irving announced that he was opting into his deal with the Nets this year. 
Durant requested a trade and Phoenix was at the top of his list. The Nets declined to grant that trade request. Now this season, Kyrie Irving requesting a trade ends up in Dallas. Now Kevin Durant, as far as I know, Kevin Durant didn't request a trade after Kyrie Irving was traded. Don't know why he would. The Nets still a very good team without Kyrie Irving. In a good playoff position. But now Kevin Durant on the Suns, and they become a NBA Finals contender immediately. And the Portland Trailblazers have traded forward Josh Hart to the New York Knicks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick. The person spoke to the the spoke, person spoke on the condition of anonymity to the Associated Press because the teams hadn't announced the deal yet ahead of the NBA's trade deadline today. ESPN first reported the trade. Hart was set to start for the Trailblazers on Wednesday night against the Golden State Warriors, but he suddenly left the floor during warm-ups. Josh Hart, a good player. It's a good pickup for the Knicks. Cam Reddish not really doing anything for the Knicks this year. Hasn't really done anything for the Knicks since he's been here, mostly relegated to the bench. And a protected first-round draft pick, it's a tall ask. The Knicks have drafted really well over the past few years. But still, Josh Hart, great player. Some local basketball action last night in men's basketball in Durham, New Hampshire. The BU men defeated the New Hampshire Wildcats 66-64. Armand Harid led the Bearcats with 23 points. And at the event center, the BU women topped New Hampshire 75-53. Genevieve Coleman paced the Bearcats with 19 points. Next up, the women traveled to the University of Albany on Saturday for a 4 p.m. game. Pre-game starting at 3.45 on KISS 104.1. And the BU men host Albany Saturday at 2 p.m. Pre-game starting at 1.45 right here on WMBF 1290 AM 92.1 FM. Some hockey action. Chris Kreider and Philippe Chatil got New York off to a strong start in the first period, and the Rangers held on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 for their third straight win. Alexis Lafreniere and Mika Zimanejad also scored for the Rangers, who have won four straight and 11 of the last 14 at home. Keandre Miller had three assists, and Jacob Truba added two, and Igor Shesterkin had 22 saves. Connor Garland, Vasily Podkolzin, and Elias Peterson had goals for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes had two assists, and Spencer Martin finished with 17 saves. And Damar Hamlin has been named winner of the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Award and made a brief appearance in Phoenix during Super Bowl week to receive the award. Hamlin read a brief statement with his parents on stage with him at the Phoenix Convention Center. The Buffalo Bills safety received the award a little over a month after he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin's toy drive fundraiser has raised more than $9 million since he collapsed. Another bit of sports news. Patrick Mahomes says he's definitely in a better spot when it comes to his ailing right ankle than he was for the AFC Championship game. The All-Pro quarterback says he doesn't expect to be limited by it when he leads the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Mahomes spoke before Wednesday's practice at Arizona State's facility. He said he'll probably continue to get treatment on the ankle he hurt against Jacksonville in the divisional round throughout the week and possibly right up until kickoff. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks took a midweek slide as investors try to figure out the next move for interest rates. The Dow Jones gave up 208 points yesterday to close just below 34,000. The S&P lost 1.1%. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 1.7%. Countless Twitter users who tried to post updates last night got a message instead. 
you are over the daily limit for sending tweets. Twitter says it was just... When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Hey, on WMBF. Seem to have had a little technical glitch with ABC News. So apologies for Wall Street Now ending abruptly about halfway through. Now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Ultra processed foods are made to taste so, so good. But they are so, so bad for your health. For years, scientists have known that foods like cookies and cake and candy and donuts and ice cream can have a detrimental impact on your physical health. They raise your risk of obesity, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, early death. But more and more research finds that eating too much of these foods also raises your risk of cognitive decline. The part of the brain involved in executive functioning, the ability to process information and make decisions, is especially hard hit. Interestingly, the researchers did find that if people ate a lot of good foods, fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean protein, even if in addition to the bad food, the association between ultra-processed foods and cognitive decline went down, even disappeared. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free. As long as the government mandate is in effect, just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiro Health. Did you hear about Taco Bell's apology? Yeah, they apologize for going too far with their breakfast. Like the naked egg taco and chicken biscuit nachos? It was too much. All you need in the morning is tasty, simple food. Like the breakfast crunch wrap. Fluffy eggs, melty cheese, sausage, crispy hash browns, wrapped in a warm tortilla. Or, as some call it, a breakfast crunch thing. Grab one today, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only until 11 a.m. While supplies last, contact local store for hours and participation, which vary. Attention! It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese! Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? 
Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I believe... Six twenty nine on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways this morning, so it should be a nice, clear commute for you. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about twenty nine degrees outside. A few clouds. Wind chill has it at twenty three degrees. Today, a chance of freezing rain before seven a.m. Then rain. A high near forty six degrees. 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour. 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. That's 630 you're listening to WMBF. Did you hear? If you suffer from COPD symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, where do you turn? There are medications and oxygen, but do you know about pulmonary rehab? Three out of five COPD patients have never heard of it. Pulmonary rehab is an exercise, education, and support program that gives you tools to manage your condition, and Medicare typically pays for it. So whether it's grocery shopping on your own or just walking across the room, pulmonary rehab can help you. Visit livebetter.org to find out about your options for pulmonary rehab today. Does your ch- on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. A couple of Disney favorites coming back to the big screen. CEO Bob Iger announced the animated films Frozen, Toy Story, and Zootopia are getting sequels. And an Avatar experience is coming to Disneyland in California. The news came as Disney announced its latest earnings and layoffs of 7,000 are coming. Disney's the parent company of ABC News. Fans seem to be loving the new film 80 for Brady. It's currently at 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but there's one scene they didn't get to see. Actor and Olympic skier Gus Kenworthy told Variety this week that his gay kiss was cut from the film, theorizing that maybe middle America didn't want to see it. But director Kyle Marvin tells me it was cut for time and no other reason. I love Gus. He did great work. Unfortunately, I think it's just a product of uh, a movie getting cut down for pace and time. Marvin says he hopes people go to see the football film this weekend to get pumped for the Super Bowl. I want to rewrite history. And Creed star Michael B. Jordan is 36 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. It's an enemy. Are you thinking about buying medicine online? A search for online pharmacies yields more than 20 million results. But which ones can you trust? Medicines bought from unlicensed online pharmacies can be dangerous. You may get a fake drug, your condition may get worse, or you may experience a bad reaction. Don't put your health at risk. 
to learn how to find an online pharmacy that's safe and legal, visit fda.gov slash besaferx. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to WNBF. A blighted vacant parcel in the heart of downtown Binghamton could soon be brought back to life if a former mayor's plans become reality. A restaurant featuring a beer garden is planned for the site at 138-140 Washington Street. The spot has been empty for decades after a New Year's Eve fire tore through the popular Royal Lounge and a neighboring adult bookstore. No one was hurt in the blaze that erupted on December 31st, 1999. Former Mayor Richard David is proposing opening a new business in what would be a prefabricated two-story structure with about 2,000 square feet of space. He has advised city officials he wants to start construction as quickly as possible. David acquired the Washington Street site for $50,000 in July 2009, a few years before he took office as mayor. David was joined by Christopher Kazmersik and Michaela Fargnoli Tuesday at meetings of the Commission on Architecture and Urban Design and the City Planning Commission. Kazmersik and Fargnoli are expected to oversee day-to-day operations of the business. David said our timeline is pretty aggressive. He indicated he hoped the site work could begin within four to six weeks. He said the target date for opening is June. The former mayor said the business would be an open year-round operation, but he's looking forward to taking advantage of the warmer weather for outdoor seating. The first legal cannabis dispensary in the southern tier has no remaining obstacles to opening its doors in downtown Binghamton, New York, this week. In a press release on Wednesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that what will be the first legal cannabis dispensary in New York outside of New York City has received local approval and can open downtown this week. The dispensary, operated by the owner of On Point Cannabis, Damian Cornwell, will be located at 75 Court Street, right in the heart of downtown Binghamton. In the press release, Cornwell stated with his local approval, Just Breathe is set to make history right here in Binghamton as the first licensed cannabis dispensary in all of upstate New York. We're excited for what this means for the community, downtown Binghamton's continued revitalization, and our local economy. Thanks to the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and the City of Binghamton for proactively laying the framework for this moment. A planning commission meeting was held in the Binghamton City Council Chambers, where the dispensary received its final approval to open. Mayor Cram stated Binghamton is leading the way on the illegal cannabis industry in New York State. By proactively updating local zoning laws and working with our New York State partners, the city has positioned itself to capitalize on the opportunity to attract good careers and new community investments while growing the industry in a responsible manner that benefits all residents. This new business is an exciting next step. In order to pave the way for opening the first cannabis dispensary in upstate New York, Binghamton began updating its zoning laws nearly a year ago to plan for future cannabis businesses. Workers are busy putting tons of steel in place for the $132 million addition to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. A 340-foot-tall crane is being used to lift the massive beams to assemble what will become a six-story clinical tower on the north side of the hospital. On Wednesday morning, several beams were hoisted simultaneously to the top of the rising structure. The giant crane is expected to remain at the construction site for another three months. The 183,000-square-foot addition will include a new emergency department and trauma center. There also will be 120 new private rooms, a recovery room, and a rooftop helipad. Sidewalks on the northeast end of Harrison Street and the northwest end of Baldwin Street near the construction site are closed. Pedestrians should use sidewalks on the opposite side of the street. State regulators approved the expansion project three years ago. A United Health Services spokesperson said a new two-bed trauma room opened on December 15th. A fully functional post-acute care unit is scheduled to become operational this Saturday. 
The new clinical tower is expected to be occupied by June 2024. Donald Trump's former lawyer Michael Cohen met yet again Wednesday with New York City prosecutors, who have spent years examining the former president's financial dealings. Cohen stopped briefly to talk with reporters as he entered the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He said it was the 15th time he had met with prosecutors. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently convened a new grand jury to hear evidence related to payments Cohen helped arrange in 2016 to two women who claimed to have had sexual encounters with Trump. Trump has said he did nothing wrong and that the investigation is politically motivated. The officer who pulled Tyree Nichols from his car before police fatally beat him never explained why he was being stopped, newly released documents show. Emerging reports from Memphis residents suggest that was commonplace. The Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission released documents Tuesday, blasting the conduct of Demetrius Haley and four other officers as blatantly unprofessional. They include revelations that Haley took photographs of Nichols as he lay propped against a police car. Haley then sent the photos to other officers and a female acquaintance. The Memphis Police Department wrote in requesting that the five officers be stripped of the ability to work as police. With an eye toward the 2024 campaign, President Joe Biden is venturing to Florida. It's a state defined by its growing retiree population and status as the unofficial headquarters of the modern-day Republican Party. The president sees a chance to use Social Security and Medicare to drive a wedge between GOP lawmakers and their base of old voters who rely on these government programs for income and health insurance. Biden is trying to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election campaign announcement this spring. Leading Republican lawmakers insist that spending cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but enough prominent Republicans have broached the subject that Biden sees a political opportunity. And an owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage has become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one trawl tree or another, but he has been stoking fears that he can't hunt and will starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Falco escaped on February 2nd. Since then, he has been spotted at various locations in the southeast section of the park. Zoo officials said last week that they were seeking to recapture Falco, but they have not issued any updates on their efforts since then. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain or freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, news radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. 
643 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Some things coming up in the Binghamton area. Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival, Saturday, March 25th. It's moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now and start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. So you want to get your tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. It should be a fun one. I'll be out there at Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. I don't remember what day I'm going to be out there. Maybe multiple days. Who knows? I might buy a ticket for another day if it's a fun time, which it should be. I know on the final day, it's probably... Maybe it's only Saturday. Who knows? But I'll be there at the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. In case anybody wants to put a face to the name. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop. And offer under $170. It's a great deal. Game of golf is expensive. So it's always nice when you can find a way to make the game of golf a little less expensive. Like the golf card. 645, you're listening to WMBF. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on. Or this to the treadmill on your wish list. Or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Six forty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton Roadway so far this morning, so it should be a nice, clear commute. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, anything causing traffic jams or an accident, road work, whatever it may be, let us know. We'll let everybody else know, and everybody will get to work on time this morning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, few clouds out there. Windchill has it at 23 degrees. Today, chance of freezing rain before 7 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees, 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers before 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. 649, you're listening to WMBF. Hey, not- In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. 
It was shocking to me that people actually just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Round one of the AI chatbot wars was the most embarrassing and costly defeat for Google ever. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Since the arrival of ChatGPT, the human-like AI search engine, Google has been in full panic mode. The founders were called back from retirement. Everyone who hadn't yet been laid off was ordered to come up with Google's own AI chatbot. Like a child running with scissors, Google rushed into production a chatbot named Bard. They rushed Bard into a video ad. They rushed the ad onto the Internet. They asked Bard a basic astronomy question. What new discoveries from the James Webb Space Telescope can I tell my nine-year-old about? Bard responded, the James Webb Telescope was used to take the very first pictures of a planet outside the Earth's solar system. And just like that... Bard got it wrong. Millions saw the ad. Google's stock price plunged $100 million. Be tech smart. Get my daily podcast called Kim Commando today. Whether you need it for work, school, or a special project, it's important to have the right printer. The Epson EcoTank is a new type of printer that does not use cartridges. Stop buying expensive ink cartridges and save yourself the frustration of replacing ink cartridges ever again. The Epson EcoTank printers have supersized, easy-to-fill ink tanks and come with a ridiculous amount of ink. If you're like me, you've tried rationing your printing to save yourself from replacing ink cartridges. With the Epson EcoTank, you don't have to worry about running out of ink. So start printing in color all you want. Kiss expensive cartridges goodbye already. Get yours today because EcoTank is changing the way people print. EcoTank makes it easy. Make the switch. Add EcoTank to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. Epson EcoTank printers available at participating retailers. And at Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. That's Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. Epson.com slash EcoTankKim. I'm Martin. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 6.55 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Phoenix Suns acquired 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, according to multiple reports. The outlets, citing unnamed sources, said the Suns added Durant to a starting lineup that already includes an All-Star backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker along with center DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix sent Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder for first-round picks and additional draft compensation to the Nets. The Suns also received forward T.J. Warren in the deal. Certainly an interesting time for Brooklyn Nets fans. Earlier this week, Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks after he requested a trade. But if you want to go all the way back to last summer, after Kyrie Irving opted into his deal for this year with the Nets said he wanted to stay with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant requested a trade, 
and the Phoenix Suns were at the top of his list of teams he wanted to go to. The Nets didn't honor that trade request. So Durant and Irving started the season with the Nets. Then, of course, Irving suspended for a brief stint. Talked about that a lot back in uh, maybe November, I think it was. And Kevin Durant getting injured. Now Kyrie Irving requesting a trade to the Dallas Mavericks, deciding he wanted out of Brooklyn. Even though Brooklyn is in a pretty solid playoff position, a very good team that could very well win the NBA Finals. And now Kevin Durant on the way out, on the way to Phoenix. Well, it's certainly an interesting trail that the Nets have taken to get to this point in the season. It's not the only New York basketball trade, though. The Portland Trailblazers have traded forward Josh Hart to the New York Knicks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick. A good deal for the Knicks. It stinks to lose a first-round draft pick. The Knicks have drafted pretty well over the previous years, drafting really well in the second round and late first round especially, getting guys like Emmanuel Quickly and Mitchell Robinson. But Cam Reddish, not really a player that was contributing to the Knicks at all, and barely played, mostly relegated to the bench. So Josh Hart could bring some scoring to the Knicks, some three-point shooting, the former Villanova product. I believe Josh Hart was actually the one who hit the buzzer beater for Villanova to win the national championship, maybe 2019, 2018. I believe Josh Hart was the one to take that shot. Some local sports action. Last night in men's basketball in Durham, New Hampshire, the BU men defeated the New Hampshire Wildcats 66-64. Armand Harid led the Bearcats with 23 points. At the event center, the BU women topped New Hampshire 75-53. Genevieve Coleman paced the Bearcats with 19 points. Next up, the women travel to UAlbany on Saturday for a 4 p.m. game. Pre-game starts at 345 on KISS 1041. And the BU men host UAlbany Saturday at 2 p.m. Pre-game starting at 145 on WMBF 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. And some hockey news. Chris Kreider and Philippe Chatil got New York off to a strong start in the first period. And the Rangers held on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 for their third straight win. Alexis Lafreniere and Mika Zimanejad also scored for the Rangers, who have won four straight and 11 of the last 14 at home. 659, you're listening to WMBF. Riverwalk. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out hour number one of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. We've got two more hours to go, and we'll turn it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program, ask about the Binghamton area. ABC News up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to WNBF. A blighted vacant parcel in the heart of downtown Binghamton could soon be brought back to life if a former mayor's plans become reality. A restaurant featuring a beer garden is planned for the site at 138-140 Washington Street. The spot has been empty for decades after a New Year's Eve fire tore through the popular Royal Lounge and a neighboring adult bookstore. No one was hurt in the blaze that erupted on December 31st, 1999. Former Mayor Richard David is proposing opening a new business in what would be a prefabricated two-story structure with about 2,000 square feet of space. He has advised city officials he wants to start construction as quickly as possible. 
David acquired the Washington Street site for $50,000 in July 2009, a few years before he took office as mayor. David was joined by Christopher Kazmersik and Michaela Fargnoli Tuesday at meetings of the Commission on Architecture and Urban Design and the City Planning Commission. Kazmersik and Fargnoli are expected to oversee day-to-day operations of the business. David said our timeline is pretty aggressive. He indicated he hoped the site work could begin within four to six weeks. He said the target date for opening is June. The former mayor said the business would be a open year-round operation, but he's looking forward to taking advantage of the warmer weather for outdoor seating. The first legal cannabis dispensary in the southern tier has no remaining obstacles to opening its doors in downtown Binghamton, New York this week. In a press release on Wednesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that what will be the first legal cannabis dispensary in New York outside of New York City has received local approval and can open downtown this week. The dispensary, operated by the owner of On Point Cannabis, Damian Cornwell, will be located at 75 Court Street, right in the heart of downtown Binghamton. In the press release, Cornwell stated with his local approval, Just Breathe is set to make history right here in Binghamton as the first licensed cannabis dispensary in all of upstate New York. We're excited for what this means for the community, downtown Binghamton's continued revitalization, and our local economy. Thanks to the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and the City of Binghamton for proactively laying the framework for this moment. A planning commission meeting was held in the Binghamton City Council Chambers, where the dispensary received its final approval to open. Mayor Cram stated Binghamton is leading the way on the illegal cannabis industry in New York State. By proactively updating local zoning laws and working with our New York State partners, the city has positioned itself to capitalize on the opportunity to attract good careers and new community investments while growing the industry in a responsible manner that benefits all residents. This new business is an exciting next step. In order to pave the way for opening the first cannabis dispensary in upstate New York, Binghamton began updating its zoning laws nearly a year ago to plan for future cannabis businesses. Workers are busy putting tons of steel in place for the $132 million addition to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. A 340-foot-tall crane is being used to lift the massive beams to assemble what will become a six-story clinical tower on the north side of the hospital. On Wednesday morning, several beams were hoisted simultaneously to the top of the rising structure. The giant crane is expected to remain at the construction site for another three months. The 183,000-square-foot addition will include a new emergency department and trauma center. There also will be 120 new private rooms, a recovery room, and a rooftop helipad. Sidewalks on the northeast end of Harrison Street and the northwest end of Baldwin Street near the construction site are closed. Pedestrians should use sidewalks on the opposite side of the street. State regulators approved the expansion project three years ago. A United Health Services spokesperson said a new two-bed trauma room opened on December 15th. A fully functional post-acute care unit is scheduled to become operational this Saturday. The new clinical tower is expected to be occupied by June 2024. Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, met yet again Wednesday with New York City prosecutors, who have spent years examining the former president's financial dealings. Cohen stopped briefly to talk with reporters as he entered the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He said it was the 15th time he had met with prosecutors. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently convened a new grand jury to hear evidence related to payments Cohen helped arrange in 2016 to two women who claimed to have had sexual encounters with Trump. Trump has said he did nothing wrong and that the investigation is politically motivated. The officer who pulled Tyree Nichols from his car before police fatally beat him never explained why he was being stopped, newly released documents show. 
Emerging reports from Memphis residents suggest that was commonplace. The Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission released documents Tuesday blasting the conduct of Demetrius Haley and four other officers as blatantly unprofessional. They include revelations that Haley took photographs of Nichols as he lay propped against a police car. Haley then sent the photos to other officers and a female acquaintance. The Memphis Police Department wrote in requesting that the five officers be stripped of the ability to work as police. With an eye toward the 2024 campaign, President Joe Biden is venturing to Florida. It's a state defined by its growing retiree population and status as the unofficial headquarters of the modern-day Republican Party. The president sees a chance to use Social Security and Medicare to drive a wedge between GOP lawmakers and their base of old voters who rely on these government programs for income and health insurance. Biden is trying to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election campaign announcement this spring. Leading Republican lawmakers insist that spending cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but enough prominent Republicans have broached the subject that Biden sees a political opportunity. And an owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage has become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one tall tree or another, but he has been stoking fears that he can't hunt and will starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Falco escaped on February 2nd. Since then, he has been spotted at various locations in the southeast section of the park. Zoo officials said last week that they were seeking to recapture Falco, but they have not issued any updates on their efforts since then. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain or freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Seven thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways this morning, so it should be a nice, clear commute. And as always, if you see anything causing traffic out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. Make sure everybody gets to work on time today. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
Right now, about 31 degrees outside. Windchill has it at 24. Today, rain mainly before 1 p.m., a high near 46 degrees, a 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. 714, you're listening to WMBF. It's girl- Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of we were- course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just, I thought maybe... Maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hi, this... Seven seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. And a lot of moving and shaking in the New York basketball world. The Phoenix Suns acquired 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, according to multiple reports. The outlet, citing unnamed sources, said the Suns added Durant to a starting lineup that already includes an All-Star backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, along with center DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix sent Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder for first-round picks and additional draft compensation to the Nets. The Suns also received forward T.J. Warren in the deal. Now, if you remember over the summer, after Kyrie Irving opted into his deal with the Nets, Kevin Durant requested a trade, and the Phoenix Suns at the top of his list. At the time, the Nets declined to honor that trade request. Ended up starting the season with Kevin Durant, now trading him anyway, a few days after trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. It was certainly an interesting road the Brooklyn Nets took to get here. And a little bit surprising because they're a good team. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, that's two superstars in the game of basketball. You're in a pretty good playoff position right now. feel like if you're healthy, you have a pretty good chance to win it all this year. And now Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on other teams. The Portland Trailblazers have traded forward Josh Hart to the New York Knicks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick. ESPN first reported the trade. Hart was set to start for the Trailblazers on Wednesday night against Golden State, but he suddenly left the floor during warm-ups. Always reminds me of the Major League Baseball trade deadline, when all of a sudden a player gets pulled in the third inning. And you don't know at the time whether, oh, maybe they're injured or maybe they just got traded or who knows. Can't remember. There's a few years ago that when the New York Mets, there was a, a report going around that the New York Mets had traded Wilmer Flores. And at the time, Wilmer Flores was playing really well for the Mets. I believe that was 2015, the year the Mets went to the World Series. But found out around the trade deadline that some one of the fans in the stadium said, hey, 
Wilmer, you just got traded. I started crying on the field. I think he ended up having a walk-off hit in that game, too. A wild day. Some local basketball action last night in men's basketball in Durham, New Hampshire. The BU men defeated the New Hampshire Wildcats 66-64. Armand Harid led the Bearcats with 23 points. At the event center, the BU women topped New Hampshire 75-53. Genevieve Coleman paced the Bearcats with 19 points. Next up, the women traveled to UAlbany on Saturday for a 4 p.m. game. Pre-game starting at 3.45 on KISS 104.1. And the BU men host UAlbany Saturday at 2 p.m. Pre-game starting right here on WMBF at 145, 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. Conference tournaments on the horizon for the men's and women's basketball teams. And a chance to get to the big tournament if they win the conference tournament. Some hockey news. Chris Kreider and Philippe Chatil got New York off to a strong start in the first period, and the Rangers held on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 for their third straight win. Alexis Lafreniere and Mika Zibanejad also scored for the Rangers, who have won four straight and 11 of the last 14 at home. Keandre Miller had three assists, and Jacob Truba added two, and Igor Shesterkin had 22 saves. Connor Garland, Vasily Podkulzin, and Elias Peterson had goals for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes had two assists, and Spencer Martin finished with 17 saves. DeMar Hamlin has been named winner of the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Award and made a brief appearance in Phoenix during Super Bowl week to receive the award. Hamlin read a brief statement with his parents on stage with him at the Phoenix Convention Center. The Buffalo Bills' safety received the award a little over a month after he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin's toy drive fundraiser has raised more than $9 million since he collapsed. And Patrick Mahomes says he's definitely in a better spot when it comes to his ailing right ankle than he was for the AFC Championship game. The All-Pro quarterback also says he doesn't expect to be limited by it when he leads Kansas City against the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Mahomes spoke before Wednesday's practice at Arizona State's facility. He said he'll probably continue to get treatment on the ankle he heard against Jacksonville in the, in the divisional round throughout the week and possibly right up until kickoff. 722 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks took a midweek slide as investors try to figure out the next move for interest rates. The Dow Jones gave up 208 points yesterday to close just below 34,000. The S&P lost 1.1%. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 1.7%. Countless Twitter users who tried to post updates last night got a message instead. You are over the daily limit for sending tweets. Twitter says it was just a technical glitch and that it lasted for about 90 minutes. The chief operating officer at Southwest Airlines heads to Capitol Hill today, and he'll discuss the carrier's Christmas time meltdown. The twin messages that Andrew Watterson is expected to offer are, we messed up and we're sorry for the thousands of flight delays. Living in the Big Apple will take a major bite out of your income. A strong job market and tight supply of apartments have driven the median rent in Manhattan to $4,097 a month, the highest ever. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Hi, folks. Work, school, grocery shopping, doctor's appointments, the gym, to the airport to pick up loved ones, to the kids' soccer games, piano lessons, out for movie night, to hear your favorite band in the city, over to grandma and grandpa's house, and on last year's amazing road trip. 
Your vehicle takes you so many places. Protect it. When you leave your vehicle, remember to always take your keys or key fob with you and lock the doors. If you suspect auto theft, contact the National Insurance Crime Bureau at 1-800-TELL-NICB. That's 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit our website at www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. Republican George Santos will join other members at a classified briefing on that Chinese surveillance balloon. Speaker Kevin McCarthy previously questioned some of the issues Santos had with making up facts about his background. Now says Santos, along with all House members, will get the briefing. His party, critical of the president, saying Mr. Biden should have ordered the balloon shot down before it crossed the country. The president got an earful of Republican State of the Union booze when he said... Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. One of them, Florida Senator Rick Scott, made that proposal. One reason President Biden now bringing that fight to the Sunshine State, saying Republicans want to undermine those retirement plans seniors depend on. Former Marine Paul Whelan has now been detained in Russia for over 1,500 days on what the U.S. says is trumped-up spy charges. There has been no movement in freeing him. Andy Field, ABC News. I'm Mark. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roadways, so it should be a nice clear commute for you to work this morning. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble, causing traffic out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees outside, windchill has it at 24. Today rain, mainly before 1 p.m. A high near 46 degrees, a 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. 729, you're listening to WMBF. Do you have question? What will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash drug facts label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. 731 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. A couple of Disney favorites coming back to the big screen. 
CEO Bob Iger announced that the animated films Frozen, Toy Story, and Zootopia are getting sequels, and an Avatar experience is coming to Disneyland in California. The news came as Disney announced its latest earnings and layoffs of 7,000 are coming. Disney's the parent company of ABC News. Fans seem to be loving the new film 80 for Brady. It's currently at 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but there's one scene they didn't get to see. Actor and Olympic skier Gus Kenworthy told Variety this week that his gay kiss was cut from the film, theorizing that maybe Middle America didn't want to see it. But director Kyle Marvin tells me it was cut for time and no other reason. I love Gus. He did great work. Unfortunately, I think it's just a product of uh, a movie getting cut down for pace and time. Marvin says he hopes people go to see the football film this weekend to get pumped for the Super Bowl. I want to rewrite history. And Creed star Michael B. Jordan is 36 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to WNBF. A blighted vacant parcel in the heart of downtown Binghamton could soon be brought back to life if a former mayor's plans become reality. A restaurant featuring a beer garden is planned for the site at 138-140 Washington Street. The spot has been empty for decades after a New Year's Eve fire tore through the popular Royal Lounge and a neighboring adult bookstore. No one was hurt in the blaze that erupted on December 31, 1999. Former Mayor Richard David is proposing opening a new business in what would be a prefabricated two-story structure with about 2,000 square feet of space. He has advised city officials he wants to start construction as quickly as possible. David acquired the Washington Street site for $50,000 in July 2009, a few years before he took office as mayor. David was joined by Christopher Kazmersik and Michaela Fargnoli Tuesday at meetings of the Commission on Architecture and Urban Design and the City Planning Commission. Kazmersik and Fargnoli are expected to oversee day-to-day operations of the business. David said our timeline is pretty aggressive. He indicated he hoped the site work could begin within four to six weeks. He said the target date for opening is June. The former mayor said the business would be a open year-round operation, but he's looking forward to taking advantage of the warmer weather for outdoor seating. The first legal cannabis dispensary in the southern tier has no remaining obstacles to opening its doors in downtown Binghamton, New York this week. In a press release on Wednesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that what will be the first legal cannabis dispensary in New York outside of New York City has received local approval and can open downtown this week. The dispensary, operated by the owner of On Point Cannabis, Damian Cornwell, will be located at 75 Court Street, right in the heart of downtown Binghamton. In the press release, Cornwell stated with his local approval, Just Breathe is set to make history right here in Binghamton as the first licensed cannabis dispensary in all of upstate New York. 
We're excited for what this means for the community, downtown Binghamton's continued revitalization, and our local economy. Thanks to the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and the City of Binghamton for proactively laying the framework for this moment. A planning commission meeting was held in the Binghamton City Council Chambers, where the dispensary received its final approval to open. Mayor Cram stated Binghamton is leading the way on the illegal cannabis industry in New York State. By proactively updating local zoning laws and working with our New York State partners, the city has positioned itself to capitalize on the opportunity to attract good careers and new community investments while growing the industry in a responsible manner that benefits all residents. This new business is an exciting next step. In order to pave the way for opening the first cannabis dispensary in upstate New York, Binghamton began updating its zoning laws nearly a year ago to plan for future cannabis businesses. Workers are busy putting tons of steel in place for the $132 million addition to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. A 340-foot-tall crane is being used to lift the massive beams to assemble what will become a six-story clinical tower on the north side of the hospital. On Wednesday morning, several beams were hoisted simultaneously to the top of the rising structure. The giant crane is expected to remain at the construction site for another three months. The 183,000-square-foot addition will include a new emergency department and trauma center. There also will be 120 new private rooms, a recovery room, and a rooftop helipad. Sidewalks on the northeast end of Harrison Street and the northwest end of Baldwin Street near the construction site are closed. Pedestrians should use sidewalks on the opposite side of the street. State regulators approved the expansion project three years ago. A United Health Services spokesperson said a new two-bed trauma room opened on December 15th. A fully functional post-acute care unit is scheduled to become operational this Saturday. The new clinical tower is expected to be occupied by June 2024. Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, met yet again Wednesday with New York City prosecutors, who have spent years examining the former president's financial dealings. Cohen stopped briefly to talk with reporters as he entered the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He said it was the 15th time he had met with prosecutors. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently convened a new grand jury to hear evidence related to payments Cohen helped arrange in 2016 to two women who claimed to have had sexual encounters with Trump. Trump has said he did nothing wrong and that the investigation is politically motivated. The officer who pulled Tyree Nichols from his car before police fatally beat him never explained why he was being stopped, newly released documents show. Emerging reports from Memphis residents suggest that was commonplace. The Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission released documents Tuesday, blasting the conduct of Demetrius Haley and four other officers as blatantly unprofessional. They include revelations that Haley took photographs of Nichols as he lay propped against a police car. Haley then sent the photos to other officers and a female acquaintance. The Memphis Police Department wrote in requesting that the five officers be stripped of the ability to work as police. With an eye toward the 2024 campaign, President Joe Biden is venturing to Florida. It's a state defined by its growing retiree population and status as the unofficial headquarters of the modern-day Republican Party. The president sees a chance to use Social Security and Medicare to drive a wedge between GOP lawmakers and their base of old voters who rely on these government programs for income and health insurance. Biden is trying to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election campaign announcement this spring. Leading Republican lawmakers insist that spending cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but enough prominent Republicans have broached the subject that Biden sees a political opportunity. And an owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage has become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one tall tree or another, but he has been stoking fears that he can't hunt and will starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Falco escaped on February 2nd. 
Since then, he has been spotted at various locations in the southeast section of the park. Zoo officials said last week that they were seeking to recapture Falco, but they have not issued any updates on their efforts since then. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain or freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. I'm Mark. Seven forty-three on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. Now, one story you can see on WMBF.com right now, and this will come to nobody's surprise, but New York City ranked the best pizza in the country. Now, the real surprising thing, and the thing that really brings me joy from this story, is that not only was Chicago-style pizza and deep-dish pizza not ranked better than New York's. It was not even ranked better than San Francisco's. San Francisco has better pizza than Chicago, according to this study. I love that. You know what I call deep dish pizza from Chicago? I call it a big disgusting bowl of pizza soup. That's not a proper pizza. Now you need New York style, thin crust, right off the street. It's the best pizza there is. So that brought me some joy today. I've had quite a few debates with people from the Chicago area. Or people even from New York who just have messed up views on pizza. About the superiority of New York style pizza to deep dish pizza. So again, deep dish pizza. A disgusting bowl of pizza soup. That's what it is. That's what a deep dish pizza is. It's not real. So that brought me some joy today. Another story up on WMBF.com. An owl escaped from the Central Park Zoo after somebody damaged its enclosure. I don't know if they found the person who damaged the enclosure, but the owl has just been kind of hanging out in Central Park for a few days. Apparently no one's seen it eat yet, though, so that's a little concerning. Zoo officials are concerned that it can't hunt for itself. It's been in captivity for so long, it gets fed. But there are a lot of mice, rats, smaller birds in Central Park for an owl to feed on. 
even if that owl is not natural to the area. Sure, it'll be fine, and they'll capture it eventually, I hope. Well, it's kind of hard when any time you climb a big tree to get close to the owl, it just flies to the next tree. That makes it pretty difficult to catch an owl. 745, you're listening to WMBF. Now that you- All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Haven't heard of any troubles out on the Binghamton roads this morning, so it should be a nice, clear commute for you. And as always, if you see anything causing trouble out there, let us know. We'll let everybody else know. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 31 degrees outside. Windchill has it at 24. Today, rain mainly before 1 p.m., a high near 46 degrees, 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. 749, you're listening to WMBF. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do New York's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Attention. 
7.51 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, searching for a new way to take on Google. It's a new day uh, in search. It's a new paradigm for search. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella as the company introduced its new addition to Bing, natural language questions and answers powered by some of the same AI technology behind ChatGPT. But one of the questions around the wildly popular chatbot, how do we know if the answer is wrong? Microsoft corporate VP Yusuf Mehdi tells ABC News. On the answer itself, we put now citations. Think about if you wrote a college paper and you have to have, you have to like cite your references, right? So we cite the references to where we pull the data. So when you get an answer, you'll have links to all of the websites where we say, hey, this is where we pulled that answer from. The updated Bing with ChatGPT in testing now. It should be available widely in a few weeks. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Texting private. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. A busy week in New York basketball. The Phoenix Suns acquired 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, according to multiple reports. The outlet, citing unnamed sources, said the Suns added Durant to a starting lineup that already includes an All-Star backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, along with center DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix sent Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder for first-round picks and additional draft compensation to the Nets. The Suns also received forward T.J. Warren in the deal. That brings about an end to an era for the Brooklyn Nets. Had both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and if you remember at one point, James Harden. That was an interesting time for sure. The three of them never really played together. Durant and Irving barely played together either. And if you remember over the summer, Kevin Durant requested a trade to the Phoenix Suns. The Nets declined to honor that. Now, Kyrie Irving requesting a trade gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And Kevin Durant getting dealt to the Phoenix Suns after all. The Portland Trailblazers have traded forward Josh Hart to the New York Knicks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick, according to a person with knowledge of the deal. The person spoke on condition of anonymity because the teams hadn't announced the deal ahead of the NBA's trade deadline today. ESPN first reported the trade. Hart was set to start for the Trailblazers on Wednesday night against the Golden State Warriors, but he suddenly left the floor during warm-ups. A good trade for the Knicks, I think. Cam Reddish was just wasting away on the bench. The real get for the Trailblazers is that protected first-round draft pick. But Josh Hart should bring some outside scoring to the Knicks, good defense, and good pickup for the Knicks. Some local basketball action. Last night in men's basketball in Durham, New Hampshire, the BU men defeated the New Hampshire Wildcats 66-64. Armand Harid led the Bearcats with 23 points. At the event center, the BU women topped New Hampshire 75-53. Genevieve Coleman paced the Bearcats with 19 points. 
Next up, the women traveled to U Albany on Saturday for a 4 p.m. game, pregame starting at 3.45 on KISS 104.1, and the BU men host U Albany Saturday at 2 p.m., pregame starting at 1.45 right here on WMBF 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. Conference tournaments coming up for Binghamton in the near future. A chance to go to the big tournament if they win the conference tournament. Both teams looking pretty solid. Some hockey action. Chris Kreider and Philippe Chatil got New York started off to a strong start in the first period, and the Rangers held on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 for their third straight win. Alexis Lafreniere and Mika Zimanejad also scored for the Rangers, who have won four straight and 11 of their last 14 at home. Keandre Miller had three assists, and Jacob Truba added two, and Igor Shesterkin had 22 saves. Connor Garland, Vasily Podkolzin, and Elias Peterson had goals for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes had two assists, and Spencer Martin finished with 17 saves. DeMar Hamlin has been named winner of the NFLPA's Alan Page Community Award and made a brief appearance in Phoenix during Super Bowl week to receive the award. Hamlin read a brief statement with his parents on stage with him at the Phoenix Convention Center. The Buffalo Bills' safety received the award a little over a month after he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin's toy drive fundraiser has raised more than $9 million since he collapsed. 759, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out hour number two of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. We got one hour to go until Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in, contribute to the program, ask about the Binghamton area. ABC News, coming up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to WNBF. A blighted vacant parcel in the heart of downtown Binghamton could soon be brought back to life if a former mayor's plans become reality. A restaurant featuring a beer garden is planned for the site at 138-140 Washington Street. The spot has been empty for decades after a New Year's Eve fire tore through the popular Royal Lounge and a neighboring adult bookstore. No one was hurt in the blaze that erupted on December 31, 1999. Former Mayor Richard David is proposing opening a new business in what would be a prefabricated two-story structure with about 2,000 square feet of space. He has advised city officials he wants to start construction as quickly as possible. David acquired the Washington Street site for $50,000 in July 2009, a few years before he took office as mayor. David was joined by Christopher Kazmersik and Michaela Fargnoli Tuesday at meetings of the Commission on Architecture and Urban Design and the City Planning Commission. Kazmersik and Fargnoli are expected to oversee day-to-day operations of the business. David said our timeline is pretty aggressive. He indicated he hoped the site work could begin within four to six weeks. He said the target date for opening is June. The former mayor said the business would be an open year-round operation, but he's looking forward to taking advantage of the warmer weather for outdoor seating. The first legal cannabis dispensary in the southern tier has no remaining obstacles to opening its doors in downtown Binghamton, New York this week. In a press release on Wednesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that what will be the first legal cannabis dispensary in New York outside of New York City has received local approval and can open downtown this week. The dispensary, operated by the owner of On Point Cannabis, Damian Cornwell, will be located at 75 Court Street, right in the heart of downtown Binghamton. 
In the press release, Cornwell stated with his local approval, Just Breathe is set to make history right here in Binghamton as the first licensed cannabis dispensary in all of upstate New York. We're excited for what this means for the community, downtown Binghamton's continued revitalization, and our local economy. Thanks to the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and the City of Binghamton for proactively laying the framework for this moment. A planning commission meeting was held in the Binghamton City Council Chambers, where the dispensary received its final approval to open. Mayor Cram stated Binghamton is leading the way on the illegal cannabis industry in New York State. By proactively updating local zoning laws and working with our New York State partners, the city has positioned itself to capitalize on the opportunity to attract good careers and new community investments while growing the industry in a responsible manner that benefits all residents. This new business is an exciting next step. In order to pave the way for opening the first cannabis dispensary in upstate New York, Binghamton began updating its zoning laws nearly a year ago to plan for future cannabis businesses. Workers are busy putting tons of steel in place for the $132 million addition to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. A 340-foot-tall crane is being used to lift the massive beams to assemble what will become a six-story clinical tower on the north side of the hospital. On Wednesday morning, several beams were hoisted simultaneously to the top of the rising structure. The giant crane is expected to remain at the construction site for another three months. The 183,000-square-foot addition will include a new emergency department and trauma center. There also will be 120 new private rooms, a recovery room, and a rooftop helipad. Sidewalks on the northeast end of Harrison Street and the northwest end of Baldwin Street near the construction site are closed. Pedestrians should use sidewalks on the opposite side of the street. State regulators approved the expansion project three years ago. A United Health Services spokesperson said a new two-bed trauma room opened on December 15th. A fully functional post-acute care unit is scheduled to become operational this Saturday. The new clinical tower is expected to be occupied by June 2024. Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, met yet again Wednesday with New York City prosecutors, who have spent years examining the former president's financial dealings. Cohen stopped briefly to talk with reporters as he entered the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He said it was the 15th time he had met with prosecutors. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently convened a new grand jury to hear evidence related to payments Cohen helped arrange in 2016 to two women who claimed to have had sexual encounters with Trump. Trump has said he did nothing wrong and that the investigation is politically motivated. The officer who pulled Tyree Nichols from his car before police fatally beat him never explained why he was being stopped, newly released documents show. Emerging reports from Memphis residents suggest that was commonplace. The Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission released documents Tuesday, blasting the conduct of Demetrius Haley and four other officers as blatantly unprofessional. They include revelations that Haley took photographs of Nichols as he lay propped against a police car. Haley then sent the photos to other officers and a female acquaintance. The Memphis Police Department wrote in requesting that the five officers be stripped of the ability to work as police. With an eye toward the 2024 campaign, President Joe Biden is venturing to Florida. It's a state defined by its growing retiree population and status as the unofficial headquarters of the modern-day Republican Party. The president sees a chance to use Social Security and Medicare to drive a wedge between GOP lawmakers and their base of old voters who rely on these government programs for income and health insurance. Biden is trying to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election campaign announcement this spring. Leading Republican lawmakers insist that spending cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but enough prominent Republicans have broached the subject that Biden sees a political opportunity. And an owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage has become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one tall tree or another. 
but he has been stoking fears that he can't hunt and will starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Falco escaped on February 2nd. Since then, he has been spotted at various locations in the southeast section of the park. Zoo officials said last week that they were seeking to recapture Falco, but they have not issued any updates on their efforts since then. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain or freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees and 80% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Hey, non- on WMBF. You're listening to the final hour of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Wayne Highland schools will be closed today because of icy conditions on the roads. To check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information for you there. Or if you don't have access to the website, give me a call, and I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 33 degrees, some light rain in the area. Windchill has it at 27. Today rain mainly before 2 p.m., a high near 46 degrees, 90% chance of rain. Tonight chance of showers between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night mostly cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. It's 814. You're listening to WMBF. WMBF. 817 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Phoenix Suns acquired 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, according to multiple reports. The outlets, citing unnamed sources, said the Suns added Durant to a starting lineup that already includes an All-Star backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, along with center DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix sent Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder for first-round picks and an additional draft compensation to the Nets. The Suns also received forward TJ Warren in the deal. The Portland Trailblazers have traded forward Josh Hart to the New York Knicks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick, according to a person with knowledge of the deal, who spoke on condition of anonymity because the teams hadn't announced the deal ahead of the NBA's trade deadline. ESPN first reported the trade. Hart was set to start for the Trailblazers last night against the Golden State Warriors, but he suddenly left the floor during warm-ups. Good trade for the Knicks. Some local basketball action. Last night in men's basketball in Durham, New Hampshire, the BU men defeated the New Hampshire Wildcats 66-64. Armand Harid led the Bearcats with 23 points. At the event center, the BU women topped New Hampshire 75-53. Genevieve Coleman paced the Bearcats with 19 points. Next up, the women traveled to U Albany on Saturday for a 4 p.m. game. 
pregame starting at 345 on KISS 1041. And the BU men host U Albany Saturday at 2 p.m. Pre-game starting at 1.45 right here on WMBF 1290 AM, 92.1 FM. Some hockey action. Chris Kreider and Philippe Chatil got New York off to a strong start in the first period, and the Rangers held on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 for their third straight win. Alexis Lafreniere and Mika Zibanejad also scored for the Rangers, who have won four straight and 11 of the last 14 at home. Andre Miller had three assists, and Jacob Truba added two. And Igor Shesterkin had 22 saves. Connor Garland, Vasily Podkolzin, and Elias Peterson had goals for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes had two assists, and Spencer Martin finished with 17 saves. Damar Hamlin has been named winner of the NFLPA's Alan Page Community Award and made a brief appearance in Phoenix during Super Bowl week to receive the award. Hamlin read a brief statement with his parents on stage with him at the Phoenix Convention Center. The Buffalo Bills' safety received the award a little over a month after he went into cardiac arrest and needed to be resuscitated on the field in Cincinnati. Hamlin's toy drive fundraiser has raised more than $9 million since he collapsed. And Patrick Mahomes says he is definitely in a better spot when it comes to his ailing right ankle than he was for the AFC Championship game. The All-Pro quarterback also says he doesn't expect to be limited by it when he leads the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Mahomes spoke before Wednesday's practice at Arizona State's facility. He said he'll probably continue to get treatment on the ankle he hurt against Jacksonville in the, in the divisional round throughout the weekend, possibly right up until kickoff. It's 8.20 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks took a midweek slide as investors try to figure out the next move for interest rates. The Dow Jones gave up 208 points yesterday to close just below 34,000. The S&P lost 1.1%. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 1.7%. Countless Twitter users who tried to post updates last night got a message instead. You are over the daily limit for sending tweets. Twitter says it was just a technical glitch and that it lasted for about 90 minutes. The chief operating officer at Southwest Airlines heads to Capitol Hill today and he'll discuss the carrier's Christmas time meltdown. The twin messages that Andrew Watterson is expected to offer are, we messed up and we're sorry for the thousands of flight delays. Living in the Big Apple will take a major bite out of your income. A strong job market and tight supply of apartments have driven the median rent in Manhattan to $4,097 a month, the highest ever. Jim Ryan, ABC News. They News Radio 1290 WMBF 822 on WMBF Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta Ultra processed foods are made to taste so, so good But they are so, so bad for your health For years, scientists have known that foods like cookies and cake and candy and donuts and ice cream can have a detrimental impact on your physical health. They raise your risk of obesity, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, early death. But more and more research finds that eating too much of these foods also raises your risk of cognitive decline. The part of the brain involved in executive functioning, the ability to process information and make decisions, is especially hard hit. 
Interestingly, the researchers did find that if people ate a lot of good foods, fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean protein, even if in addition to the bad food, the association between ultra-processed foods and cognitive decline went down, even disappeared. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free. As long as the government mandate is in effect, just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by TRO Health. Did you hear about Taco Bell's apology? Yeah, they apologized for going too far with their breakfast. Like the naked egg taco and chicken biscuit nachos? It was too much. All you need in the morning is tasty, simple food. Like the breakfast crunch wrap. Fluffy eggs, melty cheese, sausage, crispy hash browns wrapped in a warm tortilla. Or as some call it, a breakfast crunch thing. Grab one today, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only until 11 a.m. While supplies last, contact local store for hours and participation which vary. Radio 1290 WMBF 826 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Wayne Highland schools will be closed today because of icy conditions on the roads. To check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information for you there. Or if you don't have access to the website, give me a call. I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 33 degrees, some light rain in the area. Windchill has it at 27 degrees. Today rain mainly before 2 p.m., a high near 46 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tonight chance of showers between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night mostly cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. It's 827. You're listening to WMBF. First. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, February 9th. You're listening to WMBF. A blighted vacant parcel in the heart of downtown Binghamton could soon be brought back to life if a former mayor's plans become reality. A restaurant featuring a beer garden is planned for the site at 138-140 Washington Street. The spot has been empty for decades after a New Year's Eve fire tore through the popular Royal Lounge and a neighboring adult bookstore. No one was hurt in the blaze that erupted on December 31, 1999. Former Mayor Richard David is proposing opening a new business in what would be a prefabricated two-story structure with about 2,000 square feet of space. He has advised city officials he wants to start construction as quickly as possible. David acquired the Washington Street site for $50,000 in July 2009, a few years before he took office as mayor. David was joined by Christopher Kazmersik and Michaela Fargnoli Tuesday at meetings of the Commission on Architecture and Urban Design and the City Planning Commission. Kazmersik and Fargnoli are expected to oversee day-to-day operations of the business. David said our timeline is pretty aggressive. He indicated he hoped the site work could begin within four to six weeks. He said the target date for opening is June. The former mayor said the business would be an open year-round operation, but he's looking forward to taking advantage of the warmer weather for outdoor seating. 
The first legal cannabis dispensary in the southern tier has no remaining obstacles to opening its doors in downtown Binghamton, New York this week. In a press release on Wednesday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that what will be the first legal cannabis dispensary in New York outside of New York City has received local approval and can open downtown this week. The dispensary, operated by the owner of On Point Cannabis, Damian Cornwell, will be located at 75 Court Street, right in the heart of downtown Binghamton. In the press release, Cornwell stated with his local approval, Just Breathe is set to make history right here in Binghamton as the first licensed cannabis dispensary in all of upstate New York. We're excited for what this means for the community, downtown Binghamton's continued revitalization, and our local economy. Thanks to the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and the City of Binghamton for proactively laying the framework for this moment. A planning commission meeting was held in the Binghamton City Council Chambers, where the dispensary received its final approval to open. Mayor Cram stated Binghamton is leading the way on the illegal cannabis industry in New York State. By proactively updating local zoning laws and working with our New York State partners, the city has positioned itself to capitalize on the opportunity to attract good careers and new community investments while growing the industry in a responsible manner that benefits all residents. This new business is an exciting next step. In order to pave the way for opening the first cannabis dispensary in upstate New York, Binghamton began updating its zoning laws nearly a year ago to plan for future cannabis businesses. Workers are busy putting tons of steel in place for the $132 million addition to Wilson Medical Center in Johnson City. A 340-foot-tall crane is being used to lift the massive beams to assemble what will become a six-story clinical tower on the north side of the hospital. On Wednesday morning, several beams were hoisted simultaneously to the top of the rising structure. The giant crane is expected to remain at the construction site for another three months. The 183,000-square-foot addition will include a new emergency department and trauma center. There also will be 120 new private rooms, a recovery room, and a rooftop helipad. Sidewalks on the northeast end of Harrison Street and the northwest end of Baldwin Street near the construction site are closed. Pedestrians should use sidewalks on the opposite side of the street. State regulators approved the expansion project three years ago. A United Health Services spokesperson said a new two-bed trauma room opened on December 15th. A fully functional post-acute care unit is scheduled to become operational this Saturday. The new clinical tower is expected to be occupied by June 2024. Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, met yet again Wednesday with New York City prosecutors, who have spent years examining the former president's financial dealings. Cohen stopped briefly to talk with reporters as he entered the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He said it was the 15th time he had met with prosecutors. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg recently convened a new grand jury to hear evidence related to payments Cohen helped arrange in 2016 to two women who claimed to have had sexual encounters with Trump. Trump has said he did nothing wrong and that the investigation is politically motivated. The officer who pulled Tyree Nichols from his car before police fatally beat him never explained why he was being stopped, newly released documents show. Emerging reports from Memphis residents suggest that was commonplace. The Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission released documents Tuesday, blasting the conduct of Demetrius Haley and four other officers as blatantly unprofessional. They include revelations that Haley took photographs of Nichols as he lay propped against a police car. Haley then sent the photos to other officers and a female acquaintance. The Memphis Police Department wrote in requesting that the five officers be stripped of the ability to work as police. With an eye toward the 2024 campaign, President Joe Biden is venturing to Florida. It's a state defined by its growing retiree population and status as the unofficial headquarters of the modern-day Republican Party. The president sees a chance to use Social Security and Medicare to drive a wedge between GOP lawmakers and their base of old voters who rely on these government programs for income and health insurance. 
Biden is trying to lay the groundwork for an expected re-election campaign announcement this spring. Leading Republican lawmakers insist that spending cuts to Social Security and Medicare are off the table, but enough prominent Republicans have broached the subject that Biden sees a political opportunity. And an owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage has become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one tall tree or another, but he has been stoking fears that he can't hunt and will starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Falco escaped on February 2nd. Since then, he has been spotted at various locations in the southeast section of the park. Zoo officials said last week that they were seeking to recapture Falco, but they have not issued any updates on their efforts since then. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, rain or freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain. A high near 46 degrees, an 80% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, news radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Thirty-seven on WMBF. We're now joined by a special guest, Megan Berlin, our assistant director of Get There, here to talk about some of the programs that they're offering. And I'm just happy enough that you got here this morning because it <laughs> sounds like the roadways out there in Binghamton are not great. No, they are very icy. I almost slid through a, a red a red light this morning. It was not fun. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's not an ideal way to start your morning, uh, and that, unfortunately, all too common here in the Binghamton area. Oh, yes. That's not the first time today I've seen. I even Bob Joseph, our very own, tweeted out a, a few minutes ago about uh, about. I don't know what that is. Hmm, interesting. I don't know if that's going to show up on the audio. It sounds like there's a trumpet going off somewhere in the building. <laughs> um, interesting. But what are you here to talk to us today about? So I'm here today to talk about the programs at Get There. I work for the Rural Health Network, and Get There is one of the largest programs that we have running at the Rural Health Network. We're located right down on 40, 40, 455 Court Street near Michelangelo, so we're right in the Binghamton area. Mm-hmm. Uh, our main program is our Connection to Care program, which is transportation to health care. So if you or a loved one is having trouble getting to the doctor, the dentist, sometimes the pharmacy, we can offer you short-term assistance in in way of mobility management. So somebody would call our call center. We have people there from 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and call and ask um, what transportation modes are available, and they can help them figure out how to get to a healthcare appointment. We do multiple ways of doing that, so we have a very... um, a volunteer driver program that we try to get people to do volunteer rides for people to healthcare. We also can provide bus passes, gas cards, and sometimes uh, taxis we can use. We try to start with the most cost effective and work our way to the least cost effective, um, but we try to give everybody that calls assistance. We can't always help, but for the most part, we can help most people that call us. Um, 
So that's been going on since 2011. Okay. We had a very large year in 2022. We've gotten over 4,000 calls this year, and we've been able to give assistance to approximately like 33% of those. Okay. We're in, well, no, we've given um, assistance to more than that. We've had about 1,000 um, unique individuals. So okay. some people call, and we can't give them assistance, but we've been able to um, give at least that many people assistance. Uh, we also have um, our TEP, which is Transportation to Employment Program. That we can offer short-term assistance to people who are newly employed or just joined the workforce. They can call us, and we'll, we'll case manage with them a short-term um, assistance program, which also... Um, would have a component of sustainability. So our TEP coordinator, Stan, he would work with an individual to figure out how long it would take them to save up for their own transportation to work. So we have um, that that going in um, six counties, I believe. And Connection to Care, we serve Broome, Shenango, Delaware, Otsego, and Tioga counties. Um, we are always looking for volunteer drivers that is one of the mainstays of our um, our services that we're able to provide no or low cost transportation op- options for people with uh, no transportation to healthcare and to mm-hmm. the doctors. Um, you know, we work in very rural communities, and you know, transportation is a challenge for just about everyone. And you know, keeping our rural communities healthy requires people going to the doctor mm-hmm. and seeing their practitioners. But you know, we have an aging population. Not everybody can drive. Not everybody yeah. can get there. So, you know, hence yeah. our, our program, we help people get there. So if you have a need for healthcare transportation or transportation to work or you'd like to volunteer with us, we're always looking for people to, um, to volunteer and to drive for us. So that's in a nutshell you know, what we do at Get There. And, um, you know, I, I have to say my favorite part of working at Get There is doing the outreach piece and talking to people in the community and seeing their faces brighten up when they understand what we do for the community. Yeah. And they're always excited that our program exists and they're always excited to tell other people about it. Um, so it's really great that we get to be part of something so special in the Southern Tier region. Um, well, and, and such I, an essential service for so many people, too. Absolutely. If you don't have transportation, you know, you're not going anywhere. So you're not able to sustain your life and have, you know, a, a healthy life. And especially with the transportation to employment, you know, financial stability is such an important part of living, you know, a stable and you know, healthy life. If you can't get to work, you can't provide for any of those other components of your life. So mm-hmm. we try to you know, hit those where they'll make the most difference. Yeah. So it's it's mostly rural communities. Because you know, I'm sure there's some people in downtown Binghamton who've been living here for years and years, and mm-hmm. you know they can't get to a medical appointment. But for the most part, I would assume you know they the, know somebody in the area. Right. Like, for if the I really most need part, we're rural. Um, we do have uh, another program which is called travel training. And so if somebody calls and they need to get somewhere that's along a bus route, we can you know, train them to take the bus or assist them in figuring out where their stop is, where they're getting off. So we do uh, also help people in, in downtown Binghamton. It's just a different type of yeah. assistance. They don't, they don't need as much 
you know, somebody has to come out here and give me a ride. They need more. Right. How do they, I actually yeah. get there? Yeah. How do, to, how do I actually get there? And sometimes we'd be able to help with the, you know, gas card or uh, mm-hmm. bus pass, you know, for that type of situation yeah well, that's a really important program then. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's a that's a life-saving program right there yeah we have we have a lot of fun and we we do some really great work and um, i have to say i'm very proud of our small team you know there's eight of us and we run four programs and entertain over four thousand calls a year in cases so uh i have to say that we're doing a great job and i i just want to say also that you know, we are a program of the Rural Health Network, so if you get a chance, look up the Rural Health Network. We do much mm-hmm. more than transportation. We do community health. We have uh, health education, and um, we have some other programs like AmeriCorps that comes yeah. out of rural health. So we do we do a whole lot for the Southern Tier. Yeah, all these ways to keep the Southern Tier healthy. Yes, yes. Well, let's hope people uh, call us and we can get them to their health care. Absolutely. Well, Megan, thanks for joining us today. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. I, I I'd love to come back at some point. And oh, anytime. Continue. <laughs> yeah, open open interviews here on WMBS First News. I love talking to people, so any any chance All I right. get to have someone uh, come in before you'll be on my speed dial yeah. <laughs> next time there's a there's an update. Absolutely. Well, Megan, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's eight forty four. You're listening to WMBF. Attention. Eight forty-seven on WMBF. We're now joined by Preston from Broom Tioga Workforce. How's it going, Preston? It's going well. How are you? Pretty good. I had a, a little bit of a weird moment a few minutes ago while we were doing that last interview. Uh, apparently, there's some trumpets oh. going on down the hall, uh, which I don't know if that's oh, a really? normal occurrence or if I just happened to have my door open this day and heard them. But yeah, all of a sudden, here I am sitting with my headphones on, and there's trumpets blasting into my ears. That's cool. Yeah, weird morning. What do you got for us today? Sure. First, we have Forever Green Farms R Us is looking for a laborer. This person's going to be mowing, loading trucks, additional duties as assigned, and less than high school is required. Amatech is looking for a test technician. This person performs tests and troubleshooting on printed circuit board assemblies and operates PCBA assembly and test equipment to support department output objectives. An associate's degree and two years experience is required. And finally, BAE Systems is looking for an accounts receivable collections analyst slash cash applications. This person's under the management of customer credit cash applications and collections activity. The role will interface regularly with multiple areas of the business and will require constant communication with international customer base. A bachelor's degree and two years experience is required. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtagoworks.com. Now we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tioga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post will be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, the New York State DOL Regional Southern Tier Virtual Job Fair will be held on Thursday, February 16th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. A preview day will be on Wednesday, February 15th. 
people can register at nysdolvirtual3.easyvirtualfair.com. Broomtago Workforce and the Binghamton Black Bears Job Fair will be held on Friday, February 17th from 2.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. at the Visions Veterans Memorial Arena, 1 Stewart Street in Binghamton. There are 26 companies attending the job fair so far and more to come. Bring a resume and receive a free ticket to the Black Bears game that evening. Pre-register at BinghamtonBlackBears.Formstack.com slash forms slash career. Broomtagal Workforce Skilled Trades Info slash Job Fair will be held at the Broomtagal Workforce Office, 501 Reynolds Road in Johnson City. It will be held on Thursday, February 23rd from 1 to 3 p.m. There's high pay, great benefits, and you learn as you earn. For more information, please call 778-6467. For our off-site recruitments, Raymond Corporation is conducting open interviews on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at their 22 South Canal Street location in Green. And UHS is looking for nursing assistance. Anyone that is interested, please contact Crystal Travis at 763-5045 or email crystal at crystal.travis.nyuhs.org. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. Preston, as always, thank you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Have a great day. That was Preston from Broom Tower Workforce. Yeah, I'm not sure what that whole trumpet thing was about. I know, over on the Hawk, they're doing a little radiothon thing. So maybe something special going on over there. I'll have to investigate in about 10 minutes when I get off the air. It's 8.51. You're listening to WMBF. People who are... WMBF. 8.53 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Wayne Highland schools will be closed today because of icy conditions on the roads. To check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have that information for you there. Or if you don't have access to the website, give me a call. I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 33 degrees, some light rain in the area. Windchill has it at 27. Today, rain mainly before 1 p.m., a high near 46 degrees, 90% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 41 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, 40% chance of rain. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high near 42. Tomorrow night, cloudy, a low near 25. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, partly cloudy, a low near 24. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 44. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 26 degrees. It's 8.54. You're listening to WMBF. You're watching... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Phoenix Suns acquired 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, according to multiple reports. The outlets, citing unnamed sources, said the Suns added Durant to a starting lineup that already includes an All-Star backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, along with center DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix sent Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks and additional draft compensation to the Nets. The Suns also received forward T.J. Warren in the deal. 
The Portland Trailblazers have traded forward Josh Hart to the New York Knicks in exchange for Cam Reddish and a protected first-round draft pick. According to a person with knowledge of the deal, who spoke on the condition of anonymity because the teams hadn't announced the deal ahead of the NBA's trade, trade deadline today. ESPN first reported the trade. Hart was set to start for the Trailblazers on Wednesday night against the Golden State Warriors, but he suddenly left the floor during warm-ups. Some local sports action. Last night in men's basketball in Durham, New Hampshire, the BU men defeated the New Hampshire Wildcats 66-64. Armand Harid led the Bearcats with 23 points. At the event center, the BU women topped New Hampshire 75-53. Genevieve Coleman paced the Bearcats with 19 points. Next up, the women traveled to U Albany on Saturday for a 4 p.m. game. Pre-game starting at 3.45 on KISS 104.1. And the BU men host U Albany Saturday at 2 p.m. Pre-game starting at 1.45 right here on WMBF 1290 AM 92.1 FM. Conference tournaments coming up for both teams. I'm say not in love with the Binghamton's men's team's chances. Not a great three-point shooting team, shooting under 30% from three as a team this year. I give up threes at a 33% rate. That's just not the formula for success when it comes to March, when you're looking for a team that could upset a number one or number two seed, which Binghamton would have to win the conference tournament to do. You're looking for a really good three-point shooting team and a team that doesn't give up a lot of three-pointers. But we'll see. Anything can happen in the tournament. We've seen that before. UMBC beat Virginia a couple years ago, the first number 16 seed to ever win it. Some other sports news. Chris Kreider and Philippe Chatel got New York off to a strong start in the first period. And the Rangers held on to beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 for their third straight win. Alexis Lafreniere and Mika Zibanejad also scored for the Rangers, who have won four straight and 11 of their last 14 at home. Keandre Miller had three assists, and Jacob Truba added two, and Igor Shesterkin had 22 saves. Connor Garland, Vasily Podkolzin, and Elias Peterson had goals for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes had two assists, and Spencer Martin finished with 17 saves. It's 8.59. You're listening to WMBF. Angie's- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out the final hour of WMBF's first news, Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, coming up next.